we are literally traveling through time. But there's no rule that says time travel into the past isn't forbidden. It's just this particular mechanism is forbidden. can skip forward into the future. It can affect your rate of the passage of time. You're listening to Widdishin's podcast, where we take the ultimate sci-fi themes found in books and movies and discuss them with the world's leading scientists, engineers, and experts. podcast is brought to you by our sponsors and preferred retailers Wordery in the Book Depository and the book whose theme we're reflecting on this week is The Time Machine by H.G. Wells. Everyone knows and loves H.G. Wells. And so begins the time travel's astonishing first-hand account of his journey 800,000 years beyond his own era. This is the story that launched H.G. Wells' successful career and earned him his reputation as the grandfather of science fiction. This is one book which I highly recommend you purchase. You can find the links to the book on wittishinspodcast.com, but the link to The Time Machine can also be found in the show notes. episode I speak with Dr. Paul M. Sutter and for those who want to know how the universe works you can find Paul's Ask a Spaceman channel on YouTube where he has over 30,000 subscribers. So Dr. Paul Sutter is an astrophysicist. He's an author, a speaker, a producer and on-air host everywhere from podcast to TV. In my opinion he's also the one and only agent to the stars. Have a listen. thanks for joining me i want to ask you how did you become an astrophysicist and a comedian (laughs) the comedian part is purely by accident and probably the astrophysics part too i was actually a computer science major in college and i'd always been interested in astronomy interested in the sciences but never even considered it as a career like this thought never even entered my brain But I was a big computer geek, and so I chose computer science as my major, and I was in my third year of college, so I was, you know, 2021, took an astronomy elective because I had always had this background interest, absolutely fell in love with it, talked to the professor a lot. The professor was really encouraging, really supportive, and pointed out that, yeah, if I have the skills and I have the interest, there's nothing stopping me from being an astrophysicist. So within a week, I switched majors to physics and never looked back. And how long were you doing computer science for? I was in that major uh, for three years. So do you have any other interest in AI or other emerging technologies, or is it just at the moment uh, physics? I was actually interested in AI and quantum computing And what's funny now is that modern science and especially physics and astronomy is done by essentially amateur computer programmers. Uh, All modern science is done on the computer now, whether it's 
doing simulations or analyzing data or developing theoretical models. It's just all computerized. It's all algorithmic. It's all computer controlled. And so I got to take a lot of my skills and my interest in computer science. And for my PhD work, especially, I did massive simulations of galaxy clusters, some of the largest structures in the universe, using some of the largest computers in the world. Wow. So I'm guessing that you weren't captivated enough with that one. (laughs) (laughs) I was really lucky that I was able to take my, my passion and interest in astronomy and physics and marry it to my skills of, you know, if you want to call them skills, as a computer programmer and using computers and enable it to accelerate my research in a way that if I didn't have that computer science background, I don't think I would have been able to do. Okay, so this episode is about time travel. Now, as you know, I reached out to you because I saw one of your YouTube videos where you talk about whether or not time travel is possible. We know that space and time are interwoven. They're related to each other. They're not distinct. It's not like there's space over here and time over here. Special relativity and the work of Erman Minkowski showed that we have to view space-time as an interwoven continuum, as a, as a space-time, as a fabric, that space and time are connected, that motion through time is connected through motion of space and vice versa. But there is something funny about time, isn't there? I can go left or right, I can go up and down. I can go backwards and forwards, super easy. I have total freedom movement in the spatial directions. But time, I can only go from past to future. It's a one-way street. I can I can affect I can affect the rate at which I go into the future. I can go faster into the future, slower into the future. But I can't stop and I can't turn around. Why is time special? Why is time a one-way street, whereas space is not? But it wasn't really clear to me. So I watched the video and I didn't feel like there was any real conclusion whether uh, it's it's possible, whether Mm -hmm. time travel is possible. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little bit unsatisfying, isn't it? Yes, it it was. That was seven minutes that I watched that video and I didn't really have a conclusion. Wait a minute. I, I wasted seven minutes of your life and I did not give you a definitive answer of whether time travel is possible or not. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. But can you please elaborate? That would be nice. Well, uh, the very fundamental question, is time travel possible? There's one answer, which is yes, of course. Why are you even asking? And the other answer is, we don't know, so why are you even asking? The, the first answer, yes, of course, is we are all literally traveling through time. Like, we were in the past, all of us together, uh, and now it's the present, but oh, the present's now gone, now it's in the past, and now we're headed towards the future, and so we are literally traveling through time as, as smoothly as as efficiently as you might walk across the room and travel through space, you are smoothly and efficiently traveling through time. But the funny thing about time that doesn't, it doesn't share with space is that it looks like time travel into the past is forbidden. 
And this is very strange. Like imagine only being able to go right and you could never, ever, ever go left. That's what it's like to travel through time. We can only move into our futures and we can't move into our past. And we would love to have a physical explanation for why time travel into the past appears to be forbidden, but we don't. So it's not like we can just point to some equation in some, in some massive theory and say, yes, this is the reason why time travel into the past is forbidden because X, Y, Z. We, do, we just can't do that. We don't have that. So it, the best we can say is that time travel into the past appears to be forbidden, but we don't really know why. Okay, so what about wormholes? I've heard a lot about using wormholes to go back and forth in time. And apparently they do exist. So mm-hmm. are there, is it possible to, in <laughs> using the theory of wormholes, because then you haven't seen one, can you use them? Do you think? Wormholes, uh, so wor- the concept of wormholes was first developed in the 1970s by three physicists, including Kip Thorne, who recently won the Nobel Prize for his work with LIGO, the gravitational wave detector. Uh, They were like monkeying around with the mathematics of general relativity, which is how we understand space and time and motion and gravity. It's Einstein's magnum opus. And they were just poking around like in the basement of the theory. And they found that it is possible to construct these things called wormholes, these tunnels, these shortcuts through space-time. But the... In order to make it work, in order to have a wormhole that actually sticks around and that can actually be traversed, you can actually move through it without the whole thing blowing up instantly, the wormhole must be threaded with material that has negative mass. And the negative, yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, man, like... And because like negative mass doesn't appear to exist in our universe. And if it did, it would break like all the laws of physics. So (laughs) you can have wormholes. If you have negative mass, you can build wormholes. If you can have wormholes, then you can have time travel. But this is an example. This is a perfect illustration of why we don't understand why time travel into the past is forbidden because here's an example like okay wormholes if we can build a wormhole we can travel back into the past oh in order to build a wormhole we need negative mass there's no such thing as negative mass we can't build wormholes we can't travel into the past that way but there's no rule that says time travel into the past isn't forbidden it's just this particular mechanism is forbidden and it's the case with every possible construct you can imagine or that we've been able to imagine for building a a way to travel back into the past is that that construct is forbidden for its own specific unique reason but there's no overarching global universal reason why time travel is forbidden okay so we're traveling forward in time at the moment right can we travel further into the future do you think yes uh so we're all traveling into the future we're all doing it together you can 
affect your rate of passage into the future. So you can go into the future slowly. You can also go into the future quickly. And this is legit. This is, we've studied this. We've actually observed this. This is a real, real thing in the universe. You can skip forward into the future. You can affect your rate of the passage of time. You can't turn around. You can't go into the past, but you can keep running into the future as quickly as you want. Okay, so if I get to the year 3000, Mm -hmm. would my body be old and decrepit? You would be you. So you always have a watch on your wrist, Mm -hmm. and that watch just ticks by totally normal. So, like, you know, if, if, if there's an hour passes on your watch, then you have, you're biologically aged by an hour. If a, a year passes by on your watch, then you have biologically aged by a year. But that's your local reference. That's just you. You is, are disconnected from the rest of the universe. You have your own frame of reference for the passage of time that's totally different than anyone else's. And this rate of passage of time is affected by how fast you're moving in space, by the strength of gravity and the environment around you. All both of these things affect how quickly you move through time. You are always you. A year for you is always a year for you, but it doesn't make it a year for me. So if you were to jump forward in the future, and in that process, in that time, it took you, say, an hour to do it, then you would just be an hour older, while everyone else is dead and buried because it's a thousand years in the future. Okay, so I want to get the ball rolling. How do we do this thing? Mm. How do we start building? You want to make this happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> what do we need right. to do? Give me the steps. Oh, yeah. So you need a machine. Uh, the machine is called a rocket. Uh, all you, all quote, this is, this is the physicist in me. All you need to do to travel into the future is go really, really fast. How fast? Like mm, close to the speed of light fast. And the fastest space probes we have travel at 36,000 miles per hour, which is like 0.01% the speed of light. So our entire industrial might, that's the fastest we can get. But it's, you know, to me, that's just an engineering problem. You know, someone, you know, some, it's some other department. There's definitely an engineering problem, but I have watched another video of yours, not a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> Faster than the speed of light travel. You pretty much said, no, that's not possible. Pretty much. Because I have been looking at Ansible's and in sci-fi, Ansible's allow you to travel faster than the speed of light. Right. And to me, sci-fi is science. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, <laughs> um, man, you know, going faster than the speed of light is much harder than you think, not just because of mechanics or uh, improbability or, man, we'd have to get a really big rocket to do this. The speed of light is baked into the rules of the universe itself and specifically the rules that govern the relationship between space and time. Einstein figured this out in the early 1900s that space and time are not disconnected. 
They're not separate things. Like there's not time over here and space over here. There's only a single unified framework called space-time. And to make that framework happen, the actual threads in the fabric of space-time are the constancy of the speed of light and the impossibility to go faster than it. It's, it's just there. So if you, which again, like all things in physics, we could be wrong about all of this because that's just life. That's how science works. It's based on the evidence and another piece of evidence could come along tomorrow to totally change our minds. But if you want to go faster than the speed of light, you have to break the fundamental relationship between space and time. And so, you know, good luck to you if that's what you want to spend. You know, if that's your passion project, if that's your hobby, totally cool with me. I'm going to go do some other things. Okay. So I read up on an article that you made a comment in about Einstein's theories and being able to travel back in time. I don't know if you remember this article, but I'll just read a little bit of an excerpt here. So you did point out in the article, as you've pointed out here, that the physics of our universe appear to forbid this situation, at least as far as we can see. But surprisingly, you say some of Einstein's equations from the theory of general relativity may allow time travel into the past. So can you explain one of Einstein's theories and how it could be possible to travel into the past. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Right. This is the, this is one of the most, this is one of the most frustrating thing. This, um, how general relativity, which is how we understand our relationship between space and time and motion and all that. There are certain special cases that over the decades, clever physicists have discovered that allow you to travel without ever going faster than the speed of light and always moving in a forward direction, you could end up in your own path. Oh, I knew it. That's amazing. Same, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Okay. okay, you have to give up the juice. How? How? <laughs> right, right, these scenarios. So one scenario is the wormhole. If you take a wormhole and you've got two ends to the wormhole, and then you put one end in a rocket ship because you can do this because it's, you know, science fiction. Um, and take that wormhole end, travel around the universe, go really, really fast. Then because of time dilation, because of that different clock speeds thing whole going on, one end of the wormhole now sits in the past of the other end. So you can just travel down one end and end up in your own past. Another possibility, uh, Kurt Gödel, the mathematician, actually figured this one out. If the universe, get this, if the entire universe was rotating, like spinning on an axis, then time travel into the past would be allowable. Wow, I've never heard of that before. Is it rotating? Is there any chance of that? No, it's not. That's the thing. It's the, the, the universe is not rotating at all. Uh, as absolute as we know anything in astronomy and physics, so there's there's upper limits to our knowledge of the rotation of the universe, but for all observations point to a non-rotating universe. Okay, so we'll tick that one off. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, check that one off. Uh, and then another option, another option is that if you have an infinitely long cylinder, 
and you spin that cylinder close to the speed of light, you can follow a particular very carefully constructed corkscrew path around that cylinder. And because of the extreme distortion in space time, you'll actually end up in your own past. So step number one, get an infinitely long cylinder and you're good to go. Yeah, I'll put that on my list of things to do. Done. Tick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is no step two. After you have the infinitely long cylinder, you're done. Yeah, all done. No machine, no rocket needed. We just need to get that cylinder like a giant loo roll. <laughs> exactly. And you'll end up in your own past. And so this is so frustrating because general relativity has all these like little case studies of look if you could do this you can go into the past oh if you could do this you can go into the past but each one gets struck down for its own unique reason right okay, okay. which is it's, it's just frustrating it is but i still have faith that someone's going to build that thing someone's going to build a time machine the science and tech all right you know why keep that flame alive <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Let's just imagine, though, that we do go back in time. Just humor me a little bit here. Can you talk about the paradoxes? There's certain things that apparently you can't do if you go back in time. You can't change the past because something will happen. Yeah, I mean, oh, gosh, this is... In, in the paradoxes that appear when you start talking about time travel, because... <laughs> Basically, everything we know about the universe is based on cause and effect, and that every effect has a cause, and that every cause leads to an effect, and there's this ordered chain of events. It's like dominoes? Yeah, like dominoes, that there's this ordered chain that flows from past to future and help us helps us define past to future. But then once you start introducing time travel, paradoxes appear if you want to hold on to the concept of cause and effect if you're willing to like like the like the famous grandfather paradox like like if i go back in time and shoot my grandfather my grandfather never existed well then how was i born to be able to exist to be able to go back in time and shoot my grandfather that that that's a paradox if you believe in cause and effect which we generally tend to do what physicists are especially interested in when I was talking about the wormhole and the infinitely long cylinder and the uh, rotating universe, it's those situations allow for time travel into the past, but not just arbitrary time travel into the past where you can do whatever you feel like and go wherever you want. They support what are called closed time-like curves or, or time loops where you always end up in the exact same place you started in your own past and you just get stuck doing the same thing over and over and over for eternity mm, groundhog day that way yeah groundhog day but groundhog day that never ends and the groundhog day where it's the exact same scenario every single time oh god okay <laughs> yeah see that's not very fun no. <laughs> but what it is what it is is time travel into the past but still preserves cause and effect. Right, right, okay. So basically science then, it's all... <laughs> it's basically science. science, period. Okay, so this is a question that I ask all my guests. I want you to imagine a future and the technology or a way of life that we could be living in. Can you tell me what you envision to be the future of mankind and the world that you think or you see us living in? Oh, yeah. This is really fun to think about because if you go back 
Yo, imagine going back a hundred years yeah, ago yeah. and trying to describe the internet. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> or going back two hundred years ago and trying to describe electricity. Mm, okay. Yeah. You know, like like power plants mm, and transmission mm. lines yeah. and wall sockets. Yeah. And just how our mastery of the electromagnetic force has led to these tremendous technological revolutions or our mastery of quantum mechanics has led to these revolutions in computing and uh, chemical synthesis and in nuclear power. We know today some of the limits of our understanding of knowledge, like we don't understand time. And we feel like there's a deep fundamental, fundamental physical reason why we don't understand time. So if we could go into the future, assuming that they're actually they're able to figure some things out and have access to some knowledge or level of physics that we currently do not have access to, who the heck knows what they'll come up with technologically? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my God, like if you would just understand Say how, it, like, if you could understand why time has a direction, it may not allow you to go into the past, but there's going to be some new physical law that tells you why, and you can leverage that physical law for, for who knows what. That's, that, that's one of the exciting things about the evolution of technology that's fed from science is that the the purely theoretical science sciences leads to unimaginable technological and societal benefits down the road, but you just can't ever say what or why or how or when, because it's by definition theoretical. Okay. So do you think, uh, okay, I'm just going to bait you here. So just, with me. Go for it. So you've got a computer science background um, and history, uh, also an interest in quantum computing. What do you think about AI surpassing human intelligence? Mm, I'm, you know, I'll have a disclaimer. I'm obviously not an expert. Uh, I'm not well versed in in AI development or research. Of course, that doesn't stop me from having an opinion. Um, the most complex thing in the entire universe is the human brain and the number of connections, the number of neurons, the different ways that the neurons connect, the different ways that information is processed because it's not just electrical signals zipping back and forth. There's also chemical uh, relationships and there are higher order structure relationships. It is the most complex thing in the universe. And <laughs> this is my own impression. The, the closer we get to developing a computer that could potentially match the human brain, we have another realization in neuroscience that the brain is actually more complex than we thought. And it's, it moves the goalposts. And, you know, a computer that can do everything a brain can do with the, uh, with the speed and the clarity and the uh, just 
you know, the adaptiveness is an incredibly challenging problem. Subsets of it, like, uh, like vision or speech recognition, uh, pathfinding, problem solving, chess playing. Uh, we've made huge advances and we've come up with very, very clever machine learning techniques to, to tackle these things. But it's still very, very rudimentary compared to what a brain can do. Okay, so no real AI threat happening in the foreseeable future. And that makes me feel a little bit better, I promise you. Geez, my head's been uh, <laughs> in the cloud lately, um, pondering quite a dystopian future. I don't think AI is going to take over the world. Uh, Any other technologies you think we might have to be aware of moving forward? There are a lot of very interesting advances with genetics that uh, I enjoy reading about and paying attention to. Uh, not necessarily CRISPR, uh, but but things related to CRISPR and gene editing. I don't think those will be as uh, general purpose as as they're claimed to be. But there's, I think there's going to be a lot of interesting things uh, in terms of medicine and medical engineering and understanding of the human body and the mind body relationship and more targeted. Uh, treatment plans and uh, development like I just I'm just very very fascinated by by the entire uh, medical side of applications especially as we learn more about physics and chemistry and biology and that's a wrap thank you so much Paul for coming on Wittishin's podcast today Listeners, if you want to connect with Paul, you'll find him on YouTube. He has over 30,000 subscribers. Just look up Paul M. Sutter or simply YouTube. Ask a spaceman. Thank you so much, Paul. It's been an absolute privilege to have oh, you. Oh, this was, this was tons of fun. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Dr. Paul M. Sutter. If you're interested in building a time machine, make sure to let me know first. I am your first point of call. I want to get in your time machine. Until next time, please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay safe, enjoy the company of your loved ones, and of course the rabbit holes.